What's up guys and welcome to Your Balance Code Podcast. So this is my first episode with our new series, 75 at Balance Challenge. So this is a completely free challenge for you all to join and with these 75 days, we are improving our daily rituals, habits and working towards a healthier body and mind while simultaneously improving our self-discipline in a balanced, sustainable, loving manner. Within this episode, I share my own personal doubts I have with accomplishing this challenge, but also how I'm going to overcome it. I also share why I've created this challenge and how I was inspired by what I don't like seeing on social media. Oh, babes, I am so excited to be back. It's been a long time since I've recorded an episode on New Balance Co, but we are back with a purpose, so... As you guys would have seen, this is part of my series for 75 at Balance Challenge. So excited. So basically, this is a challenge that I've got about 300 girls doing at the moment, which is great. So it's we're doing a certain task every single day and every single week for 75 days. Okay. And one of them is not to drink alcohol. And you all know, you know how much I love my wine. So this has been a huge challenge for me, but it's something that I've been wanting to do for quite some time. It was my intentions when I came um, when I was coming back from Bali, was to achieve this and do this, really for the sheer fact that I am trying to really focus on my inner health and grow some muscle. Um, and unfortunately, <laughs> alcohol and muscle growth don't really go hand in hand, and I've understood that. And also, I'm really struggling when it comes down to my appetite and my hormones, so I'm trying to level all of that out and giving up alcohol, I know will help with that. And it's just kind of... A, a signal to myself that I'm moving forward in the right direction and also just to challenge my self-discipline and that is what this this challenge basically is all about is understanding that you you can accomplish goals it is important to grow your self-discipline but you can also do it in such a balanced realistic way I see so many challenges out there where it's just such unrealistic expectations and you'll do it for 75 days and you'll literally probably never ever do it again and the reason why I've named it 75 at Balance is actually because it's like a mock version of the 75 hard challenge. So if you're already seeing that, it just has realistic expectations for you to do every single day. So it's working out twice a day, stupid gallons of water. <laughs> like, yes, drink your water, but you just don't need to force it every single day. Just have it in a, in a natural manner and try to kind of swap it out for other drinks etc anyway so just unrealistic things no rest days for these entire 75 days and i've actually monitored people who have accomplished a challenge and they've afterwards they've just felt exhausted and they have never actually followed on with any of the habits throughout their everyday life and that is something that i am trying to preach and teach is to adapt these healthy habits and then apply them in your every single day life and to make it sustainable. And especially me, what I'm kind of doing as well is going through this different switch and stage of my life where I don't want to rebel fitness altogether. And I find that I definitely have been in the sense where a few months back I have felt quite exhausted. I had a lot of high expectations for myself and it just wasn't realistic because like I spoke about on Instagram last night, I'm someone who um, my schedule isn't just me, it's obviously my family, my household. So I was just at a point where my stress levels were high, I was exhausted every single day. But I still want to work on myself, I still want to work on my goals. And I feel as though, especially with social media at this moment in time, it's kind of like you're either one or the other. You're so extreme and you're constantly working on your goals and personal development and your daily schedules are all, all about you and 5am wake-ups and 
working out twice a day and then there's just nothing at all and that's what people think I guess because that's all is really exposed and I can assure you majority of these people who are saying that they're doing all these amazing things every single day 100% they're having slip-ups 100% they're having days where they don't accomplish everything but they'll put on there what they're going to do their intentions are for that day and there's probably three or four things that they won't actually achieve and I have done that and it's not that you you do that on purpose it's kind of like you're not going to really tell people oh my god I actually didn't end up going to the gym in the afternoon and I didn't finish that podcast etc etc but I did make it a goal of mine to actually post more of that I posted it last night and there were like four things on my list I didn't achieve and that is completely normal but when you you just forget as someone with a platform when you do put it out there people are going to want to mimic it and they're going to think that their own schedule and their own to-do list isn't enough and what they're doing isn't enough and it is hard it is hard and that's why I with my platform I do make it a priority to make people aware that one these things what these people are promoting is not achievable and sustainable every single day it isn't it really isn't and especially if you are someone who you do have a family or you have a really busy work schedule like a lot of these influencers that you do see they literally work from home or they work in the gym so that is why they can accomplish this stuff and if you're someone who you do work a nine-to-five job or you do have children or you have a family it isn't going to be realistic so this is why I created this challenge because I want to remind you that you can still have goals you can still accomplish things in a balanced balanced manner and I promise you it is day two and I'm already going to be taking a lot of these steps that we're doing every single day with me after the challenge so it's day two without my alcohol <laughs> I actually so what I've been doing and this is what I really want to speak about within this podcast um, I will be interviewing a lot of people when it comes down to addictions and giving up bad habits but I wanted to kind of share my experience and my tips and tricks on what really helps me so when you do have a negative habit whether it is you know you want to stop eating ice cream every night or whatever it is mine is I want to stop drinking wine so the best way to give up a negative habit is literally just by swapping it out swapping it out with something that is going to serve you or just keep you bloody occupied it doesn't really fucking matter and you can't expect yourself to take away something and just be okay with it. It's just going to make the process so hard. So for me, for example, it's a time thing. So around 5, 6 o'clock is when I love to enjoy my wine. So I make sure that I'm occupied in that time. And what I've actually been doing is I've been swapping up my routine and training in the afternoons, keeping myself occupied and feeling really good. So it kind of wants to keep me in the momentum of accomplishing my goals because at that time, I'm going to the gym, I'm focusing on growth, I'm doing things that are aligned with my goals. So it doesn't, I don't want to get home and actually have wine because I'm killing it already. Why would I break that? So you can't expect yourself to just give up a habit completely and leave nothing there. So swapping it out. And this, it, could, it could be whatever it means to you. And this is what is so important with health and something that what I'm all about is my balance and it's finding your health. Um is to not try to replicate someone's routine and someone's habit and expect it's going to work for you. So me, for example, what I spoke about at the start of the podcast is I actually wanted to take time off tracking completely, take time off the gym because I was just getting so consumed by it. And for me personally, I've got a very 
addictive personality trait, very addictive and hence the whole wine and just everything really my whole life. And this does definitely stem from my ADHD. So you really rely on like endorphins. So you, you rely on endorphin kicks like literally throughout the entire day. And um, gym has become one of them for me. Wine's become one of them. So there's certain things I rely on like every single day. And I have learned to really monitor that and to not rely on it so much and just to sit back and actually just be okay with just fucking doing nothing, which is really hard with someone with ADHD. Anyway, so going back to finding what is healthy for you and using me as an example. So for me, it's actually pulling back a little bit and not being extreme with training and not being extreme with tracking and not trying to be perfect with everything. And it, it's helped me immensely. Like my stress levels have gotten better. I just feel calmer. I'm probably able to actually achieve my goals in such a better manner, like just happier manner and stress-free manner and probably even get there quicker because I'm not putting so much pressure and stress on myself. And look, if you're a highly stressed person like myself, do what you can to limit it and manage it because stress not only holds you back from your goals, it can hold you back from fat loss, muscle gains, but it can also cause nearly every single illness under the sun. Like what a lot of people don't understand is stress literally changes the cells within your body, which is honestly so crazy. And I learned a lot about stress when I was in my gut healing journey um, because stress was literally the number one contributor to why I was constantly just fucking up all year, all round. And yes, it did stem from under eating and an eating disorder. And I did go through that journey of trying to heal it. And then it would come back and I wouldn't understand why because I healed it with food and I was fine. Nothing was really triggering it, but it was more of the stress around food and the stress around life. And it did get to a point where it completely took control of my life. And once obviously educating myself and working with specialists, I understood that it was literally from stress and Stress actually changes your gut bacteria. So what that can do is make one um, more diverse and less diverse and basically meaning that you can literally create intolerances with food that you weren't intolerant to before. So I have a friend of mine and she's eating this same diet she's literally been having for months because she got out of comp prep and, you know, she's been training intensively and training twice a day and just going back to work. And she's out of prep now and she's still eating the same food, just more of it. And she's so confused, you know, why all of a sudden, not even more of it. This has been like a few months actually. So she's just literally kept her diet stagnant, the exact same. And suddenly she has been having excessive bloating, really bad pains, super lethargic. And I said, look, it's, I reckon it just comes down to a stress right now. You're literally training nearly every single day, twice a day. And what that's doing it's causing so much stress in your body that your gut bacteria is changing. So you're now actually intolerant to certain foods that you're eating, which you weren't intolerant to before. And that's just an example of what stress can do to your body. So if you are someone who are struggling with stress, I highly recommend getting on top of that shit, <laughs> getting on top of it. And that is why I kind of took a step back from tracking my macros and training because all of these things, especially tracking, like that is something that, yes, it's such a good tool to apply when you have a certain goal, but you do not need to do that all fucking year round. It's just stupid. Like, you want to really learn balance and how to actually eat food intuitively and listen to your body and understand that you don't need to weigh food in order to achieve your goal. It can be done um, just with a bit of mindfulness. And you should be really focusing on practicing more of that and learning more of that rather than just relying on scales. 
And the reason why it is exhausting is because it's just an every single day task. Like how many times do you have the meal? Three, four, six times. And you're making it complicated by weighing the food. Don't get me wrong, it has helped me so much in the past and it is such an amazing tool tracking your macros with achieving your goal. I'm not dissing that whatsoever. But what I'm saying is I took a break of it to de- decrease my stress. And I did also with training as well. Like I was going for a walk and then I would train on the same day. So I um, don't walk at all at the moment because my goal is actually build muscle. And I pulled back from training. So I was only training three days a week and they weren't. I was just basically having a deload for like two months. And I do. I feel really amazing from it. And a lot of people don't also understand that how much stress and weight training itself has on the body. And this is why it's also the number one um, type of exercise, I say, type of exercise to help when it comes down to fat loss. And over things like running, over things like um, walking, all of that stuff, purely for the sheer fact of how much stress it puts on your body. When you are training heavy, you are actually pushing just like you're pushing everything in your I'm trying to explain it in the most simplest way. So everything in your body is getting really tense and stressed and it takes so much of your body's natural energy to get it back to its homeostasis state. So what this means to get it back to its normal state of mind where you're calm, your heart rate's low, your blood blood pressure's low, everything's low. So it takes so much of your body's energy, so calories, to get it back to that state. And so this is why, I don't know if, I used to hear it all the time, I don't know if it's still a thing, but when you weight train, it speeds up your metabolism. And that is actually correct in a sense where you're actually burning more calories throughout that day. So this is something that I've always push on people. Weight training is literally number one. And it's number one when it comes down to fat loss, number one when it comes down to building muscle, obviously, but also rebody composition. So I'm actually going to plan to do a complete podcast um, on rebody comp, but rebody composition is, I spoke about my story the other day and actually went crazy. So it's how people have a different body type. So there's mesomorph, ectomorph, and endomorph. Uh, I fucking forget which one I am. I'm just the one that's a really slim, really boring, a vanilla, and just hard to put on muscle. Um, and so there's certain ways that, you know, you train and you eat for your body type and something that really works well for my body type is like zero cardio and just really building my physique up. So like building my, my glutes, my lower body, my lats to kind of create more of that hourglass physique. Cause that's something that I personally, um, prefer, I prefer kind of like a more womanly figure than like a straight up and down. So real body comp, it's a thing. We want Google it. But yeah, I did just want to quickly record this podcast. I've completely rendered on thing. Sometime just to kind of reintroduce everyone who is doing the challenge. And if you guys do have any questions, so basically how you enter, it's completely free. Just become a part of our Facebook group. So it's Your Balance Co on Facebook. And then I also have my mailing list so that you can find through my website. So hello, Christy com. Just subscribe to our mailing list. And then I send out free recipes. I work with my sponsors for certain packages to send you guys so you can have huge discounted products. Um, I'll be sending out like gut health emails, my tips and tricks, everything. So make sure you are subscribed and everyone who is currently doing the challenge, how are you doing? I had my cold shower this morning and that shit's fucked, but I did honestly feel so good afterwards and I journaled. I am on a roll and I actually am not, because I'm in this headspace now, just like achieving it, 
I don't think I'm going to get to day six and more wine. Like I feel like I could at least get to day nine here and you'd be like, fuck, this is getting hard. But after that, after you create, it, create that new habit, it is going to be easier. And that's what this challenge, if you do find you are struggling with it, just stick to it. 10 days, stick to it, I promise you. After 10 days, it becomes a new routine. It becomes your new habit. So you're mentally not craving your old habitual habits and state of mind anymore because you've created a new one. Anyway, guys, hope you did enjoy the first podcast back. Um, I will speak to you soon. Anyway, like I said, follow me on my socials, Chrissy Swadling, and then Yo Balance Co. Bye.